way to go welcome three (laughs) the bachelors of hearts is podcasts the bachelors australia's podcasts that asks the questions uh who was your bachelor again Uh, look he was tall yes yeah tall guy white yeah very white bread very 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 white very important to notice that wonder white yeah just kind of regular looking you know (laughs) that's right yeah uh short hair yep um, it sounds like we have the same bachelor. Yeah, we all have the same guy for sure. Right. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Hello, my name is Xavier Ovetsky Noonan, <laughs> and I love the bachelor, and I hate the coronavirus. And uh, joining me, as always, is my dear friend Max Quinn. Hello. Look, yes, we are here to recap episode two of season ten of The Bachelors Australia, a fascinating new pivot from the franchise toward uh, Uncharted. Unexpected Waters, mm-hmm. Sans Boats, Sans Photo Date. There's a lot of stuff that we're going to break down that's missing yeah, that's from right. this episode yeah. because the franchise has gone rogue and I am so here for it. Yeah, I think some of it's uh, some of it's for the good, some of it's for the bad, but it is always interesting. Yes. Um, before we get too deep into things, I would just like to acknowledge that today we are recording on the unceded land of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. Pay our respects to the traditional owners and custodians of this land uh, and say a big g'day to any First Nations or Indigenous listeners who uh, might be joining us. Hello. What's up? What's going on? Thanks for being here. Uh, thanks to all. Yeah, listeners. Thanks to all for thanks joining us. Thanks to all for joining us. Uh, particularly if you are new, welcome. Thank you for following along from episode one right. of the BOH pod and episode one of this brand new series of The Bachelors. A lot to catch up on if you missed the first episode. Oh yeah, you got to go back. Jump in on 138. Now we're up to episode 139 of the BOH pod, breaking down episode two. There's so much to chat about here. Absolutely. Hey, and by the way, once you get done listening to this one, if you're hungry for a little bit more... Oh, yeah. Why don't you head on over to patreon.com slash bohpod, where you can get two extra bonus episodes every month, except this month, because we're busy. <laughs> There's a lot going on. There's so much going on. So, look, we the got a big, fat, us. beautiful backlog. Uh, yeah. You can check out all our wonderful past episodes um, yeah. if you want to do that. That would be great. So Channel 10 have decided that they're going to air all of the episodes, it seems, of this series in right. this month of January. So for this month, we've paused the Patreon, but there's heaps of shit that you can go and check out. They've basically done as close as they can do to, like, Netflix just dumping a whole season in one yeah. go, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, don't love is blind me. No. Please don't. don't if, this, if you find this show is too hot to handle, don't come knocking at me. Right, exactly. I don't know what that means. You know what? 
the circle is vicious. Yeah. yeah. That's what I have to say about this. Don't know what we're talking about. Um, Me neither. Just some of the stranger things we've ever said on the podcast. <laughs> uh, before we dive directly into recapping this big, weird, and wonderful episode of television. Yes. Um, there are a couple of news items that we'd like to hit at the top of this episode 100%. in a segment that we like to call The Batch World Catch-Up. That's right, listeners. Welcome to The Batch World Catch-Up, the first one for season 10. And let me tell you... In a w- bit of a shake-up. Yeah. In a bit of a sort of like uncharted territory, you yep. know, exploring a new vibe. Yeah. Much like The Bachelors. My friend Max Quinn's going to do The Bachelor. It's normally me, right? Yeah. So, so yeah. this is something that Xavier always uh, takes care of for us, for the BOH pod. One of many recurring segments that new listeners will begin to familiarize themselves with. And they'll begin to cherish season. and Absolutely. love and adore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and look, we're going to start off in just, I think, the most sensitive and, and beautiful way with the Batch World Catch-Up. With this segment, uh, this news item is entitled... Studio ablaze as Jed loses thirty thousand dollar drum kit. Oh my god, Jesus! This is a sad one. On it December twenty seven, on December twenty seven, Staples Studios in Melbourne burned down. This is the music studio that Jed worked out of as a session drummer, and lost in the fire was his drum kit, which is believed to have been worth thirty thousand dollars. It's pretty wild. Very quickly, how does a drum kit cost that much? We will never know. <laughs> Look, I've played drums, yeah, uh, and I've uh, I've been lucky enough to play some kind of nice kits. I certainly have not spent thirty grand on so, one. I don't understand how any anything. Anyway, look, I don't uh, understand look, how damage, anything look, could cost thirty thousand okay. dollars. Yes, but, I'm new at the economy, and what is all this? <laughs> Someone yeah. please help me budget this. Right, <laughs> my right. family is starving. The damage to the studio, though, owned by uh, Jed's manager Cam Noble mm. and Cam's partner. Mm-hmm. Is estimated at over two hundred thousand dollars, which Shit. fucking sucks. Jeez, that's really right? fucked. Yeah, equipment is expensive. Yeah, and to be able to record in a big, nice studio is yeah. a luxury, but also an expensive thing. Yes, it's one of life's greatest pleasures, and it it's, it has a price tag attached to it. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um. God. Yeah. This is. I mean, look. Obviously, we're talking about a guy here, Jed, who is probably. In the luckier uh, end of uh, musicians, dude's you know? drummed on a Pharrell song. He's yeah. a very talented. He was on the Paddington drummer. Bear music uh, right. movie soundtrack. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so B. look, he's probably going to be okay, like money wise, whatever. He's the Bachelor. I don't know. But uh, who knows? Like, you wouldn't wish this on anybody. No, this sucks. And uh, yeah, it's a big loss. Yeah, there's a GoFundMe that we will link to in the show notes if you want to help them rebuild. Currently, it has forty two hundred dollars raised out of a twenty five thousand dollar goal. <sighs> right. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> Sucks. I don't love it. Sad to hear it. Yeah. Moving on in the Batch World catch up with some love news. Okay. We love love here on the BOH pod. After flirting in the comment section for a couple of months, uh huh. We have seen this we week the hard launch. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of a burgeoning new relationship between Brisbane songwriter Thelma Plum. Former Wait, batchy. hang on a minute. Why are we talking about Thelma Plum? I mean, we love Thelma, but that's nothing to do with the bachelor. She look, she loves the brown snake, and apparently also she loves the loves. Who can say? Look, I'm not putting words in anyone's mouth. <laughs> uh, the former Badgie contestant Conrad Bien Stevens. You're right. They appear to have confirmed their relationship over the new year, oh. sharing photos of them kissing on Big IG. Hard launch. I saw this come up on my telephone as I was. 
celebrating the new year. Hell yeah. Fucking humongous big deal. And what a cool flex in a very, you know, 2020s way. Yeah. Uh, to to uh, hard launch and, uh, you know, because there was maybe some speculation. Oh, there have been emojis in the comments for months. Right. And I think people are like, ooh, what's going on there? And wasn't he just in a thing with someone? You know, that's kind of, obviously, not yeah. the kind of stuff we necessarily traffic in. our business. In. Uh, no, I think probably anybody's. But, um, it's our business to celebrate love, though. And look, this love is being publicly shared. Yes. Belly rules. Conrad seems good. No further questions from me. Thelma, one of the coolest people there is. 100%. Yes. And uh, Conrad, I have no specific reason to doubt that he's cool, too. Mm, mm. Love it. Great. Really, Fantastic. Really good. We celebrate it. Yeah. Fantastic. And now, one uh, third item for the Batch World Catch-Up. Okay, great. We love things to come in threes here. Yes, we absolutely do. And do you remember Paige Royal? <laughs> a little bit. Can little you refresh bit. my memory? So Paige was kicked out on the first night of uh, last year's Bachelor. Was that really that recent? Yeah. Right, okay, yep. Cool. She was my winner pick. This is how I remember. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, she appears to have purchased a pair of uh, Gucci, Nike, Air Force One style sneakers. Gucci, Gucci, ya, ya. Yeah. Da, da. What are, what are the lyrics? Itchy, gitchy, ya, ya, he. It is, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Mocha, chocolata, ya, ya. Yeah, and now she is Lady Marmalade in her brand new uh, Gucci AF1s. And look, I thought maybe Jed was Lady Marmalade because of the Paddington soundtrack connection. Really good, yes. Maybe he is. Charitable um, for you to say really good. <laughs> Um, uh, uh, yeah, so <laughs> I'm yeah. glad we have a third new story. Yeah, really good. And a fourth one. Look, why oh, not? Okay, here's Holly Kingston. Remember Holly? She married Jimmy. Of course. Or, like, got together. I don't know. They're not married. What's going on there? Holly Kingston. Kingston. Big Instagram winner from last year. Yeah, the big winner and by from last the year. Internet. I mean, good more knows. than a year ago. Yeah, I don't know. Look, she's not on OnlyFans, so I'll tell you that much. Um, her go-to healthy snack, according to this, um, is she loves. Chickpeas, two to three times a week. Okay, Max, you're literally just scrolling Instagram right now. <laughs> Please put your phone away. <laughs> You've been busted. And that concludes the Batch World Catch-Up okay, for this fantastic. week. I'm really glad I asked you to do it. Thank you so much, Max. <laughs> uh, look, we can't spend too much time on that because there is a lot going on in this episode of television. We're, of course, talking about The Bachelor Australia season 10. Actually, you know what? Is it called The Bachelor Australia or is it called, called The, the Bachelor's, Bachelor's Australia? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Let's give it the S. The Bachelor's Australia, season 10. But it's not season 10 of The Bachelor. See, listeners, you decide. It's hard being a Bachelor podcaster. Mm. The Bachelor Australia, season 10, episode 2, which aired Tuesday, 10th of January, this very night, if you're listening to it when we dropped it. What's up? Um, After a potentially accidental upload to 10Play on Monday, January 3rd. (laughs) Were we meant to have seen this in advance? Who can say, but I'm thrilled that we have. Yes. They can't. They can't do anything about it now. Nothing. It's you in can my do brain. It's play. so deep in there already. It's on my hard drive. Uh, we begin in media res as the women are swarming around each other at the cocktail party. They are sipping from clear colored glasses. Mm-hmm. There is not a candle or a fairy light to be seen. So the women are starting, they must be starting to suspect that uh, something about this season Something's is going to be afoot. quite different. Yes. Um, and we watch as the news gradually spreads throughout the crowd that there is going to be more than one Bachelor. Max, I'm a little bit curious as to how this is supposed to have happened. Um, the narrative seems to be that all 30 of these women filter in and they've been chatting for a while 
and have simply referred to the man that they went on a date with as him. Match. Not a single one of them uttered a name in any of their discussions for what looks like, could be like an hour or more of cocktail partying. Mm. Uh, until one of them incredulously asks, in, in view of a camera, um, uh, wait, wait, uh, uh, hang on, who's the guy you got the rose off? It's Felix, right? And uh, it's, it wasn't. But it's also funny um, to be transported back. This is this is where we're realizing that this season has been delayed for so yeah. long. It's just interesting to be taken back to a time before it was an established fact and common knowledge that there will be three bachelors. You yes, know, true. It's early May of two thousand and twenty-two. Australia has still got a liberal government. Oh my god! Yeah. Top Gun Maverick is about to be released. What fucked is that there are still ads for that on Ten Play? Do you get any Top Gun Mavis while? You're yeah, well, let's just come episode? to Paramount Plus, and uh... obviously they've done a lot of. Bachelor marketing for ter- Top Gun Maverick as well. It makes sense to Years me. and years. There was a whole Top Gun Maverick themed date on Brooke, Brooke Blitton's season. Right. Brooke, get a name that's easier to pronounce. <laughs> Change it. I'm Brooke. mad at you. Uh, also, we were at this time all gearing up to celebrate the Platinum Jubilee, Jubilee, of, Jubilee. The, of the very much still alive Queen Elizabeth II. Oh, yeah. Like, we're in a time and place right now, you know? Shit. And then... With five short, sharp tings of his ring finger on his champagne glass, Osher Ginsburg, the pretty cool host of this show, is cool. interrupts the party to reveal the truth rather than one uncharismatic white dingus at the center <laughs> of this show. This time around, they have selected three. The women cheer. A and triad. <laughs> That's right. Pyramid, if you will. The triumvirate. Uh, a pyramid is a great point, yeah. Uh, moments later, the bachelors are introduced one by one. Felix von Hoff, the statuesque gambling spokesman, arrives first, <laughs> soundtracked by brash rock and roll guitars and dubstep sub bass. This is weird. I would have given this to uh, Jed. Oh, well, he gets an even rockin'er yeah. intro. Um, this is, but I think this is the kind of music they use to sell you a truck. <laughs> this is kind of the vibe you of this man. You can call your own way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Funnily enough, he, cl- he, 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 of the three of them, most closely resembles a truck. I right. would say. Oh, right? absolutely. You know? Yeah, yeah. He's built like a fucking brick shit house. This man. <laughs> That's right. Next up is multi-level marketer and heavy air quotes wellness guru mm. Thomas Maluccelli who is lent an air of romantic sophistication <laughs> with a swirling <laughs> orchestral accompaniment <laughs> featuring <laughs> strings. Brass and a harp. Finally, it's musician Jed McIntosh, whose rowdy rock and roll score incorporates a lot of drums, obviously, yeah. and male backup vocals going, hey, whoa. Oh my God, it's so Hillsong. Don't you think? Oh, I was thinking this is actually the definition of punk rock itself, my dear friend. No, Nothing has ever punked harder. That's not Throw punk out rock. your Ramones LPs. I do mind the bollocks, and I hope <laughs> they get the heck out of here, because Punk's got a new face. <laughs> London's not calling anymore. No, Fucking London's hung up. calling. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, we hear women say things like, he looks like the guy from Green Day with the eyeliner. Oh, Billy Joe. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, they don't know his name. Isn't mm. that a shame? Um, he smells like Tom Ford. Same. Do you? I do. Give me a whiff. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yep. 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 He smells a bit more like a Tom uh, Holden. I'm very Tom Ford, Tom you know? Hyundai. <laughs> oh, boy. 
Um, you're saying he looks like the guy from Green Day. He smells like Tom Ford. He sounds like a big ball of concrete falling into a metal well surrounded by seawater. <laughs> uh, there's some introductory chit chat here where Thomas says he's looking for his partner in crime. No. I feel like that is one phrase that he may want to avoid using. Out. Mm, 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 mm. I no. Mean, I think technically speaking, he is operating within the parameters of the law. Yeah, obviously, yes. There is a legal difference between a pyramid scheme and a multi-level marketing company. Uh-huh. The difference is that pyramid schemes sell essentially vibes, and right. multi-level marketing companies sell, sell a product. physical product. Yeah. Uh, the effectiveness is therein uh, up for debate. Up for debate. Look, I never tried any of these products. Maybe they changed my Maybe life. Maybe they're great. <laughs> and in fact, you should find out now. Sign up. <laughs> <laughs> at patreon.com slash bohpod um, Osha says that the, this line that I've heard him use in a couple of promos I think for this season maybe he even said it when he was unveiling the three bachelors yeah. on uh, the project all those many months ago here on the Gold Coast it's important to remember make sure you go on all the rides before you find the one you want to stay on all day we are encouraging the women to find Fuck as many right. men as pos. Producers want this to be messy. Like, get in there, girls. Yes. Uh, just briefly, though, um, not in my experience exactly how a theme park works. Um, I would say, like, if I was Osher and I was introducing this, I would be like, make sure you get there really, really early. Yep. Go on all the high priority rides first before the lines get out of control. <laughs> Wear yourself out by about midday. Yep. Um, stop somewhere and eat some really overpriced chicken tendies. Yeah. Um, and you want to try and find some rides that look like they might have air conditioning because it's yep. getting hot in the middle of the day. Mm, mm. And then eventually just settle for anything that looks like you'll be able to sit down for a while. Uh, yeah, fucking hey, Like go on the wet and wild thing that floats you around a lagoon for a little while. Yeah. Or just like someone will be doing a show somewhere. You know, oh, there'll be some kind yeah. of performance. Like and you go just... and see the tiger show. Yeah. Like you if know? you're at the Easter show, go and see the wood chopping, you know? Oof. Um, get yourself a show bag. Get yourself a bachelor's show bag. Do you reckon they get a little something? Slash pod. Okay, great. Uh, the men reveal the engagement rings, the much ballyhooed uh, rings to the women. Uh, we see a wide variety of reactions. Mm. You know, some people are really all for it. Some people are mm, hiding, perhaps. A bit their, worried about it. Yeah. Um, panic. It is. An absolutely bizarre thing to do, in, if it were in any other circumstance. Because you were dangling the carrot in front of the horse. Well, I just... You know what I mean? Yes, of course. But I, you, there's a reason why um, most successful relationships that last a long time don't begin with the man going like, uh-huh, oh. here's what could be if you're lucky, if this you play true. your cards right. Like, we've been right. in a podcast marriage for six years, <laughs> and right. at no point in time have you been like, uh, yeah. Well, actually, I was waiting for you, so oh, <laughs> that's interesting, shit. isn't it? We'll talk about it in the car right home. <sighs> Fuck. Um, but yes, I mean, look, <laughs> it's very dramatic uh, for them to unveil these. I just think it's like the show talks constantly about how everything that happens is there to facilitate the finding of love yeah. and a yeah. successful relationship or whatever. We see it in the previous episode. Felix is talking to one of the producers about trying to give one of these women a rose. And he's like, look, Felix, I know you're here to find love. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. the whole, the whole thing is like predicated around manipulating these men into trying to like make finding love their only focus. Right. But also the show is an entertainment product and it will do stunts like this uh, and pretend that they are somehow in the service of 
making the relationship work better, even though I don't know yeah, if it's questionable. having a ring dangled in front of you necessarily uh, improves your chances. Right, exactly. Who knows? Maybe for some people that would be great. Um, during this part, we also see the editors dropping some subconscious hints about who the strong contenders or the strong, strong couples are going to end yes. up being. Max, are you aware of the term the Kuleshov effect? No, tell me about this. Okay, so basically, um, I will give you a very quick explanation. It refers to the meaning that a viewer derives from sequential shots. Uh-huh. So let's say you see a picture of a man, and then a picture of a bowl of soup, and then another picture of the same man. This sequence might imply that the man is hungry. Let's sure. say, hypothetically, yes, okay. right? Okay. But then, okay, let's say another example. If you swap out the picture of the soup with a picture of like a dead baby... Oh, God. Or whatever, right? You keep the pictures of the man exactly the same as they were before. The context has changed The context changes. And so in this case, the images might convey, you know, grief or sadness or shock or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, So here, I think that it's used to create a subconscious link between the bachelors and the women that are going to end up progressing in this shot. So tell me about this. So we see this shot of Thomas followed by a close-up of life-drawing model Kiki. Yes. Who we saw in the first episode. She got quite a bit of feature time. Um, so maybe that's informing what I'm seeing here as well. But I think there's something to it. I think it. that Thomas and Kiki is a strong match. Yes. We also see a shot of Felix, followed by a close-up of Tilly, who had the cricket net date. Yes. And who, of course, will continue to be a big deal as the, this episode plays out. Uh, we also begin to introduce Tash as a villain here. Yeah. And I think this is, uh, you know, it, maybe it's a little too soon for us to start calling her a villain. I don't, it's not a value judgment or whatever. No, but, but I think that that's the character that she's playing. Exactly. Right. So she, uh, in voiceover, says, I'm here for Jed and I always win. I've always known what I want and I'll go after it. It's mine and no one else's. Yes, babe. And of course, I love it. And yeah. It's fucking iconic and great. Um, but, you know, when somebody starts talking about this as a game to be won, yeah. you know, it, it goes in the face of this, uh, we're here to find love. Right. You know, and it's the, it's the right reasons. Yes. And it's, uh, you know, if we're acknowledging that this is uh, a game with a prize and that kind of thing, then we're, we may be uh, flying in the face of what the, uh, the, the ideal narrative is. Yeah. You know? yeah. And it is at this point that the show introduces this big structural decision. Um, which I believe is just for this episode. Yeah. Um, but it's a really interesting approach. An intertitle appears on screen, which reads, Jed's Night. Isn't this interesting? Yeah. Because if you think back mm-hmm. to the previous episode of the podcast. Yes. How did we structure that? Well, we did. Yeah, we did that. And I thought it was an interesting choice for you because they do it on this one in the show. Hmm. Um, Where did that come from? <laughs> well, yeah. Who informed Sticking who? our lead from... Yeah, well, they copied us, obviously. That's right. We did it in the first one. They That's did it in the right. second one. They listened to our podcast that we and released. And then they were like, let's Nine do months it. after they shot yes. this or whatever. Um, they also play this uh, very Avengers-y, kind of like Welcome to the Multiverse kind of music. You're going to have to explain that to me because I don't know what that means. Well, it's, it's just like... Oh, okay, great. Okay, It's just the music they're playing here. It's quite evocative. I wanted to spotlight this because I think um, another one of the like quality of life improvements that they've made to make this season seem different is the music sounds different. Yeah. There's a lot of new music cues. Um, I didn't notice a lot of the uh, classic ones being No, no, no. The themes weren't back. Right, um, which I think is cool. I, I'm going to be interested to track that as the season progresses. Right, right. Um, and I wanted to spotlight it here because it's just like a fun sort of thematic choice, I guess. Yeah, and they keep playing Baby Got Back as well. <laughs> I must have missed that part. Just like every, like, I don't know, 
five, ten minutes. Yeah, like, right. Like, is there something wrong with your TV? Are you getting I like, like a weird big butts? And I can't. Can I ask? Is there like a bit of static before that happens, and then suddenly you see like a cool-looking black guy in front of a humongous butt? Yeah, and he's wearing like hammer pants. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think you may have been picking up another signal. I think oh, maybe you want to check in on your. Uh, shit. Yeah, maybe contact your service provider, or I don't know, I don't know what exactly. TPG. Although honestly, it doesn't sound too bad. No, it's look honestly, I've come around to big butts. Mm-hmm. Well, that's fantastic, Max. It's 2023. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I'm liking? This Kardashian. Oh, oh really? Oh. Can I ask which one? Oh, who could choose, right? Ah, there's so many of them. Okay. Uh, it becomes clear that we're going to see everything that happens to Jed in chronological order. And then we're going to double back around and go back through the other two bachelors one by one as well. It's a good idea, I think. I like it. It's a, it's a cool... It means this episode is a triptych. Yeah. Um, it's kind of reminiscent of Tom Tickwa's Run, Lola, Run. Is there any cinephiles yeah. listening? Uh, right Kelly, Kelly Reichardt's Certain Women. Ru- You've seen yep. that, right? Yep, I know about that. Mm-hmm. What, what about it? The Hours? You know, it's not unlike The Hours. Have you seen The Hours? No, but I've read the book. It's such a fucking good movie. You've got to watch that movie. It's a great book. If you like actresses... You know Ginny Wolf? Well, yeah, of course. Ginny <laughs> Dubs. She's in the movie, too. Is she in the book? Well, she doesn't play herself as a character. She plays herself in the book. Nicole Kidman <laughs> plays her. She's got a big funny nose. Anyway, we'll talk more about that on our separate podcast. The hours and hours and hours of not talking about The Bachelor. <laughs> Brackets. Big Ginny. Mm-hmm. Um, I also wanted to quickly make a mention of The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. It's another oh. thing where they loop back around. and all Oh, that. yeah, that's great. The first day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Before, oh, well, we've talked about it. You like this, right? Yeah, this yeah. is sick. It makes things a lot easier to follow. Yeah. Because we have got 30-odd foot of women running around. <laughs> Russell fucking, oh, really good. <laughs> yeah. Um, really good. It does kind of make me wish that they found a way to really take advantage of it. Yeah. Because I think, like, obviously, this is just the best way to communicate what happened. Yeah. And I, I like that, and I approve of it. But it does make me wish that, like, something happened. I don't know if they could have controlled this. Where, like, let's say there was some big event that you could track different reactions what to throughout the, the episode. Yes. You know, there's some big fucking noise in the background or whatever. And yeah. you're like, oh, this is affecting different people different ways, whatever. What's the impetus, right? All you need is a, a point of nexus, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, instead, we basically, what, what happens here is we get like three mini episodes of The Bachelor, which dovetail at the end, rather than one gigantic, messy episode of The Bachelors. It's great. Which I think is great. It's yeah. the right choice. So anyway, let's rip into Jed's night. Yes. Emma asks, oh, I didn't even write who Emma is. Emma is one of the two Emmas who is on the show. She's one of Jed's women. There's only one Emma. Remember, there was an Emma who got rejected. She's not on the show. Ah, oh, She doesn't exist. The thing is, when I say Emma and then I say I don't know anything about Emma, it's because the show does not... The show does not make any attempt for us to, like, let us get to know Emma. Right. So Emma, you know, she's a 25-year-old woman from Victoria. Um, I've got her, like, bio open in front of me, but Emma asks Jed what his tattoos mean. Jed's covered in tattoos. Yes. And uh, he somewhat derisively explains... This is a drum pattern called a paradiddle. And he makes this disgusting face while he does it. Um, and, uh, you know, he explains what that is. And I'm just yeah, like, he's talking down to this woman. And I don't like it. I, look, and I've always said, you know, the more diddling on TV, the better. 
You have always said that. Yeah. And it's always been a problem. <laughs> um, they, <laughs> they play this clip in voiceover where he says, I need a confident woman that can accept my lifestyle, which we've discussed before, and it just fucking sucks, it's man. It's so bad. It's, it's really so not bad. good. Because the... So much of the idea of this season is that the women are being given a bit more choice. Yeah. And that seems to really fly in the face of that. You if, know? Like it flies in the face of Jed as the person who in the previous episode was like, I'm the, I guess I'm the person who does the choosing, but maybe not. Mm. And in this one, a confident woman who accepts my lifestyle. What is the lifestyle? You're going to go out and drunk and party and there's going to be women around you? Well, like what's like, the, right? Yeah. And there's a beautiful way to articulate that. I want to be in a loving and trusting relationship. Right, rather than just being like, accept my lifestyle, because it feels like that means like everything yes. I do is perfect and I'm not going to change. You're in or you're out. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know, that, that feels yucky to me. Stop with these binaries. And I get that's kind of the idea of The Bachelor, yes. where it's like, I am being given a big trough of women and I get trough. to choose yeah. you know, whichever one is yeah, going yeah, to I get suit to my needs my or whatever. Snout in and <laughs> yeah, it just feels like whatever we I can want. do better than a phrase like this, you mm. know. Um, Angela, who had the tennis date, yes, uh, says she was surprised to see the rings come out. Um, she really values marriage. She only wants to get married once, just like her grandparents. This, to me, is like a great indication that Angela should maybe leave. Seems to be <laughs> I the case. I don't know if you go on this show to get married for the only time. It's happened before. I think Angela will end up with one of the other bachelors. Felix. Interesting. Interesting. That's just my hypothesis. Mm-hmm. Um... Interestingly, there is an ITM with Jed here where he says, Angela has really knocked me off my feet, which I mentioned not because it's a particularly interesting thing for him to say, but because Jed looks and sounds noticeably different in this clip. Oh. So this is something that I noticed a fair bit throughout this episode. Right. Um, His hair is a little bit shorter here. And since it's bleached, you can see that it's a slightly different color Uh to other ITMs. His voice sounds a bit different too. It's a little bit less broadly accented. And maybe he's a little bit more comfortable talking to the camera. Sure. He also sounds a bit like he's got a bit of a cold or something. So what's the hypothesis here? Are you thinking maybe this was shot afterwards? Yeah, so, I mean, look, it wouldn't be the Bachelor of Hearts podcast if we didn't have some somewhat insane conspiracy Welcome to the Conspiracy Corner. Right, we already had one of the previous episodes, and I'm going into it again here. Um, I'm going to suggest that sometime between, like, mid-2022, when most of this was shot, and now, some reshoots might have been done to flesh out the ITMs, maybe to reinforce the narratives now that they now that we all know where they well we don't know but now that the producers know where they're going to end up yes and particularly if we're going even deeper into the wormhole yeah now that we know like not just where they end at the end of production but also how a few more months might have treated them right you know we've somewhat pessimistically assumed that there is a good chance that none of these relationships are still together. Mm-hmm. I think partly because they have had to remain silent for many, 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 many months. Too many months. Um, in a way that would just create an immense amount of strain. Oh, not you... just remaining silent, not just staying off social media, but like every time they leave the house, they're under speculation. Yes. You know, like this stuff, which is already kind of a punishing gauntlet for batchy people to go through on a regular season, yeah. has been stretched out to an unbelievable, like longest we've ever seen. Yeah. Length this time yeah. around. Yeah. So I wonder if maybe some of this is setting us up for, um, you know, and we'll have to wait and see throughout the rest of the season. Mm. Is it setting our expectations uh, a little lower? 
is it you know or is it just reinforcing like the the sort of wifey storyline or whatever of where they end up and you know we it's too soon to say but um yeah i'm keeping my eye on this thank you for taking us into conspiracy corner while we're here mm-hmm. the earth is flat ladies and gentlemen <laughs> oh no no i don't agree um, Let's move on. Yeah. Um, all, all this to say, I reckon we're going to see Angela sticking around for a bit. Me I don't too. Think they would bother doing this if uh, if she was not. She's know. significant to the plot. Yes, in some way or another. Um, we watch as Tash. Um, we mentioned oh, my watch has googled the word we <laughs> urine. Um, <laughs> we watch as Tash, who we previously mentioned, maybe a bit of a villain, learns. That Jed has kissed a few of the women already. Um, I don't know if I, you're keeping track of all the kisses. Uh, I, I know that at least Alicia and Angela, um, she, she learns about them. There might be others. There's a lot of... Alicia, Angela, and Tash, I think. Well, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and she is vocally outraged <gasps> about this. She does not like that he's Mm-mm. kissing everybody. In ITM, she says she's devised a strategy, and we watch as she starts to pull small groups of women aside to tell them that she and Jed kissed, hoping to sow the seeds of doubt amongst the whole populace. And of course, now that she's stirred up some attention, mm. she grabs Jed and makes out with him in front of everyone. It's really good. This is impeccable villain play. Really, really good. Divide and conquer and then stake your claim. Right. So she she steals the limelight for this whole segment. Mm-hmm. Nobody's thinking about anything other than Tash, both there and us watching at home. Right. Um, and she she demands to be reckoned with. And, like, and there's more Tash to come is the best part of yeah. this. Yeah. Um, Alicia, who Tash has nicknamed Tits McGee, <laughs> uh, even brings her concern directly to Jed, asking him... You know, did you did you kiss everybody or, or just lots of people, you know? Yeah. Well, what the fuck's going on? I thought this was a you and me type of situation. Right, right. And he tells her, well, if you were first, I probably wouldn't have kissed anybody else, which is pretty smooth. It's great it's from a good Jen. line. Uh, and then he brings Alicia out front where nobody else is around. Gives her a big smooch. Alicia is from the ice skating date, if you remember from the previous right. episode. Yes. Um, Jed ITMs, I have massive feelings for Alicia. By the way, I could be pronouncing her name wrong. She's got an, there's an accent over the E. I think it's Alicia. Um, and this is the woman who he said previously that he was in love with. Yes, that's yeah. right. Uh, off camera. And we sort of debated yeah. it. Yes. Um, he says, I have massive feelings for Alicia. I've never had such instant feelings about a person ever in my life. But importantly, this ITM that I just read to you is future Jed. Oh, so, um, you know, I, I, I mentioned that there's been some dramatic reshoots, and I think you can tell that this one was added in after the season was Interesting. shot. Whether that means, you know, and I, I, I don't know. That yeah. This might, means either that they're setting her up as a strong contender, or they're getting our hopes up so that they can shock us with an early departure. Strong you know, narrative value, though. Remains to be seen, but it's very interesting. Great. So both of his two contenders so far have had reshoots that might... Uh, support the support, narrative. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're uh, except for Tash, who is a villain. Right. Yes. And, you know, I love Tash. I think she's providing incredible stuff Great to value. this show. Yes. Um, but I'm not going to list her among my, like, top. No, I don't think that she's a serious contender for the non-serious Bachelor. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's basically it for Jed's night. Let's talk about Thomas. Bye-bye. Um, bye, Jed. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so we get a good glimpse at the first responders this time around. Yeah. Which is something I always like to take notice of. Normally, obviously, it's one person. Mm. It's the person who rushes up to The Bachelor first. and uh, Or maybe sometimes it is The Bachelor choosing them first. But yeah. here we can see which women are bull rushing the three batchies right. right out of the gate. Red Rover, Red Rover. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's Alicia for Jed, who we mm-hmm. just talked about. It's Naomi for Felix, who we'll talk about a little bit later. And then it's Marjorie for Thomas. Now, I don't really remember Marjorie. I'm going to have to come over and have a look at who Marjorie is. Yeah. She is not one of the bigger, you know, focus uh, people in this episode. I've never seen this woman before in my life. Right. Okay. Marjorie's 25. She's from New South Wales. She's, uh, I don't know, she's loud and fun. According to her bio, uh, she doesn't know what an inside voice is. I don't know. Whatever. She's sure. one of these people. Um she, uh, she tells Thomas that she's big on family, but about four other women just immediately swarm them yep. so that she will have no time with him, mm. which I think is very clever. I think the dynamics of this cocktail party, and it's partly obviously that there's just so many people yeah. and there's extra batches, yeah. but I think there is some expert level play being done here. It's like really strategic. We're watching people who these women have clearly watched Batchy before. Uh-huh. You know, they they may have been raised on it. You know what I mean? Like right. 10 and, years and ago, some of these women were 14. Right. And I think it's iterative, you yeah. know, like as we go on and one of the reasons I never want this show to get canceled, yeah. even though obviously there's many things about it that are somewhat reprehensible. Mm. It's so fascinating to see the way that it evolves over time, oh. the way that the play, you know, the way the, the people approach it. You think about Yuri was 11 when this show began. <laughs> God, yeah, that's grim, isn't it's it? It's grim. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, yeah, so on some level, there are people out there who are, like, born to be on this show. Yes. You know? Oh, yeah. that's grim. I better not think about that too much. Um, anyway, uh, 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 Thomas excuses himself from this big group that's sort of formed around him yeah. so that he can go and check in with Kiki. So we remember Kiki. She's a life-drawing model. Yep. Um, I called her the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. Uh, she feels to me like a textbook wifey. Yeah. I can see it. She's being framed that way anyway. Yeah. At least as far as I, uh, you know, from where I'm sitting, um, the two of them agree that they like each other's energy. And she likes that he is spiritual like she is. Oh. I think it's fine. They're allowed to... Look, these people they're have to find to, each other. Allowed you know? to, that, yes, you're right. I just... It's context. But then here's the thing that made me go... Is she asks Thomas what he does for a living. Yeah. Which is... As we know, kind of a loaded question when it comes to Thomas Malicelli. Yes. And here's how he explains it. So, so I'm a restaurant manager. So I'm a restaurant manager. He starts with that. Yeah. Which I think that he has left that job. I also think that. Yeah. I think I saw on one of his weird YouTube videos that he was yeah. like, now I don't even have to I do it anymore. don't even do it. It's because just I have that this I have passive my... income stream, yeah. which I won't tell you too much about. Um... So he says, so I'm a restaurant manager. How is he Seth African? <laughs> is know. the question that I have. Murky <laughs> waters. <laughs> Don't know. Um, and I also have an online wellness business. And then he quickly changes the subject yep. to how... To, uh, this is like... I don't know. It gives me the impression that he has had to have lots of conversations about this with people that he doesn't want to reveal all of the details to. And so he knows to pivot at this point and say to her... Um, this is fascinating, yeah. right? That he knows to pivot, firstly, right? It doesn't necessarily even matter what he says to her next because he knows that this is the moment, right? Yeah. If you think about it in the context of... I don't know. Have you heard the um, the podcast about the MLM Nexium, the CBC Uncover one? 
Oh, I haven't heard that podcast, but I know a little bit about Nexium. Yeah. So basically, the woman calls it the Nexium flip, where they get to a situation where something is uncomfortable, and then they turn the situation on its head as a question or a pivot away right. from what this is towards something else. Yeah, yeah. We see Thomas do it in one of these YouTube videos mm-hmm. where he talks about isogenics. Yeah. And so he says, uh, addresses what is the cost of isogenics. And instead of saying, for example, it costs this much a month, mm. he goes, well, the question is, what is it costing you to live a healthy lifestyle? Yeah. And then he goes like, it costs well, $490 like... a month to do food and alcohol. Yeah, it yeah, costs yeah. Uh, $4,200 a month to manage type 2 diabetes, which could be cured by good nutrition. It can't. Right. The, look. And it is, it's just a sales tactic at the it end is. of the day. There's nothing yes. necessarily uh, evil about it or whatever. I don't you know? think so either, right? I don't think there's anything evil about it. I just think it's a technique that's being used, right. whether consciously or subconsciously. It just happens to be in the service of this thing that is right. a little exactly. sketchy. Yes. And but he, yeah, so here, here, the thing is that he's selling is himself. Right. And obviously he's aware that there are TV cameras on him. Yes. This is the biggest audience he has yet to have, I imagine, yes. at any stage of his life. He's not going to go into it right now. So instead, he changes the subject to how Kiki, at 38 years old, a little bit older than him, yeah. looks younger than him. Yeah. Very nice thing to say. I also Great kind of think it's true. sales tactic. It's but, also true. Yeah. So she can't ask any follow-up questions about the previous subject if she's getting complimented. Mm-mm. You know? like, and, and also, she loves it. You know, it's what you, it's what you want to happen in this situation. It's for somebody to say, like, you look beautiful and, you know, like, everything's going well. I don't. I don't want to frame Kiki as someone who's being like sucked into his dark web. No, or no, no. I don't think that's true either. But I think that it is true that he probably is, whether consciously or unconsciously, being like, okay, cool. This is an uncomfortable area. A way that I know to get out of this is to give compliments and change the subject. Right. Because now, particularly in a new relationship, she's hearing the things that she wants to hear. Right. And and so much of Thomas Malicelli going on The Bachelor is about, or about anybody going on The Bachelor or any on any show, it's about image management. Yeah. And about, um, you know, he specifically has a brand, but yes. I mean, like, it is about uh, controlling the narrative around you. Yep. And it's about presenting the version of yourself that you want to be seen as. Right, Which, right. like, you don't even have to be going on TV for that. Like, because that's just life. Exactly. And if you're good at it, you can sell your business as Sam Wood has done for $77 million. Right, 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 right. Like... If you are not good at it, you become Blake Garvey. Well, yeah. I mean, Thomas wouldn't go on this show if he didn't have a level of confidence that he could uh, sell the positive aspects without getting weighed down by the... Earned or unearned. Yes. Yes. Um, anyway, arbitrary prediction time. I reckon Kiki is going to be Thomas's final pick. Oh. Um, I'm just throwing it out there. I don't know, but... I think Kiki is not going to be Thomas's final pick. Okay, interesting. I think Thomas is genuinely going to choose Leah. Right. I think Leah is the pick from the start. Mm. And I think that Thomas is the sort of man who's just going to like cry and cry and cry his way all, to the, all the way to the end because yeah. he's going to give Leah what she wants to hear. Sure. She's going to give him what he wants to hear. I think Kiki should be the pick. I think Kiki is maybe more well-suited. But... Uh, I think that that Leah will be the, the pick. Interesting. Okay, well, we'll talk. We'll talk more about uh, like power rankings or whatever. Right Certainly. At the end. Yes. Um, Thomas talks to a woman named Marnie, who looks exactly like Kristen Chenoweth, um, and she ITMs that they align so much and they both want the same thing. Marnie, it has not yet been revealed. I think in the TV show, but I have learned this that she is a 28-year-old single mother of two. Oh yes. And I wonder if her kids like smoothies. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, 
Christ. So this feels like another, and obviously uh. we're just we're just throwing stones here or whatever. But this feels like another person who will probably make it a fairly long way until maybe he finds out about the kids. Or I don't until, know. You know what? Until maybe like one or two episodes after he finds out about the kids, where he feels that this is what always happens when somebody is a is a single mom. Yeah. On this show, is we get to know him, we get to love him, and then we find out about the kids, and we love that too. Yeah. And then. After the heat's died down <laughs> in an episode or two after that, when we're not thinking about the kids so much. We got to go. Or we go, oh, you're probably missing your kids so much. You know, That's also true. The thing that I would say is that like uh, with Thomas, I mm-hmm. think that he would take this woman almost as far as to the point where he then would have to meet the kids and then goes, oh, no, I can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's my hypothetical. We'll see, I guess. Uh, we also meet a vivacious Western Australian named CJ, who I believe is in Channel 10's Bad Books. Okay. Um, she is one of the very few women whose Instagram minder, you know how people squat on the Instagram pages yep. until they're eliminated. Yep. Um, her minder hasn't posted a glossy night one photo. Okay. Um, there are like two or three other people sure. in this camp, one of whom we'll talk about shortly. Uh, and notably, she's also not followed by any other batchy contestants. Yeah, okay. It's just a bit of a dead zone on the Instagram front. We know that Instagram is one of the sort of rewards that they're yes. able to sort of dangle in front a of these people. A reward and a weapon. Yeah. Um, she is followed by Paul from The Real Love Boat Australia, okay. interestingly enough. Hey, Paul. But I think that may just be a Perth thing. Okay. I just feel like there's probably not that many people in Perth. Don't know. Never been. What's up? May never go. I've heard it's good. Thanks, Perthies. Yeah. Um, anyway, it'll be interesting to see what she does that might get her in the bad books. Yeah. In the back of my mind, I remember the, uh, the woman we don't really see in the coming up this season who is wheeling out her bag on a, oh yeah, yeah. A, like a trundle bag thing situation. And I'm like, oh, it could be her. Could be. Because that might annoy the producers if she just takes she off. She leaves. But do, do you think that that was Jed's woman though? I don't know. Remember, no... Jed's the person who's then... Well, Jed's, like, yeah, that's true. ...saying mm. to, if we are assuming it's the same woman, you right, left, but you came back. It's a great point. But then maybe he's consoling her. There's a lot of things to think about. Yeah, I don't know. We're getting too speculative, I we think. Are. We, we have are. to wait for these episodes to come out, especially if they're coming out like every day, because it'll Honestly, be Honestly, we, yeah, we'll be proven wrong in a matter of minutes. Yeah. Uh, we spend another few moments with Leah. This is the... Um, Maybe your winner pick for uh, for Thomas. She's my winner pick for Thomas. She was on the punt with him. Right. She was wearing the wedding dress. Yeah. She um, she wrote him the note, the jigsaw box. Yeah. 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 Um, she gets plenty of ITM time to say, quote, and I wrote this all down because this is, I think, where I started to think like, oh, this is not just um, wifey. This is like, this you is like. think she's going to be a clinger. Going a bit too far. I don't care, obviously. Like, yeah, do yeah, what you yeah. want. But, but the, what the show is presenting right. her as. Um, she says, quote, he's amazing. He's someone that I haven't seen in, well, ever. He's what I've been looking for. I know I haven't spent much time with him, but he feels like my partner in crime. That rhymes with what he was okay. saying before. Yeah. My Superman, really. The one I want to go home to. The one that's going to protect me. It's like all... When you see it all in piled the show, up in one. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I, I didn't think about it. she means but it. hearing you read it... Yeah. Gives it a different meaning. Yeah. Well, I have, I have a terrible, <laughs> annoying <laughs> voice. My um, Superman. <laughs> uh, they chat briefly again, and he tells her that he cried after their twenty-minute boat date. We find out it was 20 only twenty minutes. minutes which is wild. Is so fucked up. If you picture all of these things as twenty minutes. Yeah. 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 All of these increments, and yeah. how much of, for example, Felix's body paint date with Crystal. <laughs> yeah. True. Was taken up by making out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Is, I mean, maybe some of them weren't 20 minutes. Okay. Um, 
I don't know. Maybe I'd, they've I'd be got so like furious. We've got twenty minutes on the on the punt. Yeah, you know. Someday there will be like a behind the scenes tell all sort of thing. Oh, coming I out can't about, wait. Are we going to write the book? Are, are you going to write the book? Because I'm not going to write the book. We should. I mean, you can put your name in it. All, all right. right. Yeah. Be, all right. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'll dedicate it to you. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, you're going to be the only person who reads it. I can't wait. Yeah. I will proofread it and then I'll read it. <laughs> okay. Great. You, how many copies are you going to buy? Uh, well, Probably we need none. one for the library. I'm the one, I'm the one who collects <laughs> All right. Uh, yes. He cried after the 20-minute boat date. To be fair, there is nothing quite like a boat date. No. You know? So, and none of the yeah. other ones were on a boat. So mm. he's finally getting what he always wanted. Uh, she tears up in ITM saying that she hasn't liked someone like this in a long time. I predict that, and we all just watched this episode tonight, uh, if you're listening to this the night we drop it. Yes. I predict a lot of freaks... Gave Leah a hard time on social media for this segment in particular. Yeah. I predict a lot of people going like, ah, she went too far. She's a state five cleaner. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, even though, of course, she's just doing exactly what the show requests of her and everyone. You she's know? mirroring him. Yes, Who of did course. did this in the first episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's, he's pouring his heart out yeah. as the show wants him to do. Mm-hmm. And she is being a good bachelorette. You yep. know, like this is what this is what the show's all about. Mm-hmm. We want everyone uh, cranked up to 11. Yes. You know, you should be yourself, but you should be the most yourself. Crank it been. up. Yeah. So I think that's what she's doing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the uh, social media. Yeah, it's a hell, hellscape. Anyway, uh, Felix's night is up next. Oh, all right. Let's go, Felix. Yes. So we said before that Felix is grabbed by Naomi, um, who exists. Yes. <laughs> Someone I'm sure we can all picture in our mind's eye. Um, and she tells him she's ready for commitment. But instead of seeing too much of that, we get ITMs from Felix saying things like, quote, it's very rare in life that you get the opportunity to date so many beautiful women at the same time and for it to be acceptable. So funny. I know we're here to find love, but I'm here to have fun as well. A whole lot of fun. I love him. Interesting. This is, the, this is where he's starting to tip over for me. I love him for the reason that this is chaos. And yeah. I should be clear about that. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm not like, he's right. But I am like... I can see how he would think that this would be right mm. and how this is going to cause so much fucking drama Yes, because he simply is like, well, I'm doing what I want because yes. I'm the bachelor. Yes. And Which that is also what the show requests him to do. Of course. But for some reason, he, it's given me real bad vibes mm. and it not, not here so much. We'll, we'll get more into it. Yeah. 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 Like further along. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, I just love that he can't help himself. It is, it's so good. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, cricket date Tilly. Yes. You remember Tilly? Yep. Pink Another hair. Front no, pink pants, yellow top. Brown cricket. hair. Yep. yep. Brown hair. Uh, she spots Felix from across the room and swoops in with two champagne glasses, sending Naomi on her way. Um, and Felix ITM's quote Tilly is so sexy. I feel an urge to kiss Tilly. I know I shouldn't be doing that right in front of everyone. But you know what? I do what I want. In this process, if I've got a connection with someone, I'm going to kiss them. I'm not going to hold myself back at risk of offending someone. If they're insecure about that, then that's off-putting to me. Okay. It is funny. It's a funny intersection because obviously this is The Bachelor. Yes. And if you are... It is is a tedious thing in The Bachelor when a woman... Or a man, you yeah. know, when, when when one of the contestants is incredibly put off by the fact that, 
the lead is kissing other people. Sure. Because at this point, we're like, we fucking, you know what you signed up for, you know? This storyline comes up every single you are time. on the show. We're like, you know what you're doing here? You know what happens here? This yep. is the 10th season. Yep. Uh, Surely you've just watched what happened with Tash and Jed. Some of these people were 10 years Come old on. when this show started right, airing exactly. in this country. You know exactly. what I mean. Um, you've but, grown up through this. But also, when A Bachelor, I think, proclaims to this level that they're like, I don't know. I, it feels like it feels like he's taking a step too far, to me at least. Yeah. I don't mean to be a prude. You know, you can hmm. do whatever you want. But when he's like, I don't care what people think. I'm I here get to it. burn the, you know, salt the earth behind me. And, you know, if I, if my lips currently aren't touching yours, then I don't give a shit about you or whatever. That's fascinating. You know? Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a funny balance that I think everyone's trying to strike. Yeah. Like, I see him as a very tongue-forward bachelor. Sure. But um, I'm okay with the idea that he's going to make out with a bunch of people and work out who's right for him. I don't hate that either. Mm. I think he should be allowed to. I think it shouldn't be a big deal. Yeah. But I think... Both the women and he are making too much out of it, you know? Yeah. Yes, it's like the scales of justice are like... Right, they're flopping undula- all over Yeah, place. exactly, thank you. I'm doing the uh, car out, man outside a car dealership flop. The inflatable man, yeah. 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 Uh, the nope, the nope man. The nope man. The nope man. You saw nope, right? You love nope. movies. Uh, they kiss a bit on the couch. We watch Crystal walk outside... Um, Crystal was the person who had the very touchy-feely paint date. Yes. Um, and there's a great shot where she you just track her walking outside towards the cameras where they're shooting the ITMs. Because mm. she's like, I know what I'm fucking here for. She says hello, everyone, to the crew who are setting up, really waiting good. to get her reaction. Yeah. Which is just like, it's really funny. It's quite subtle sort of fourth wall breaking. Yep. But she's like, listen, I know what I'm here for. I'm going to make some faces about this because I'm not feeling great about it. Yeah. She's like, rather than sit here and make faces to one of the other women, I'm going to go outside. I'm going to say it right to a camera. Do it in the way that it needs to be done for the television. Yes. Great casting. We also focus a little bit on the reactions of Ella Teal, I'm going to guess. Ella is a 21-year-old marketing coordinator from Brisbane who is, as she says, not loving this. Okay. She is, if you can imagine... A white blonde lady. <laughs> yeah. A little bit hard to picture her. I can't picture it. She's not a huge part of the show. Oh, I am remembering now she's like, she's like white and she's got blonde hair. That's right. Yeah. That's, that's who the she one. is. Yeah. yeah. Um, kind of tall, but not super tall. Yeah. Know? Yeah. She's <laughs> um, remarkable in her own way. Yes. Um, I wish we knew more about any of these people. I hate to reduce them to Truly. this. It's not our job. Uh, we see her chatting to a producer and she says, it's very overwhelming. And the whole thing is just like, not what I anticipated at all. Mm. He gave Tilly a little kiss and it was kind of confronting. It seems like there are a lot more girls that we get on with him a lot better than me. We see a shot of her in tears and in ITM, she says, I'm obviously not emotionally ready for this, so I thought it'd be best if I just went home. Okay. We see her make her exit in a black BMW down the very Surfers Paradise driveway where I stood about three months ago. Mm. Um, our first shot of that iconic driveway. <laughs> so Ella is the first one to go home this season. Um, she is also a person who has not, posted the glossy photo on her Instagram page. Okay. Which is why maybe I'm equating her... Like, I'm thinking if you leave... Like, if you self-eliminate, maybe that's... You get punished. Sure, you okay. You or whatever. Yeah. Um, she is also, interestingly, not on the cast list on Channel 10, even though she appears in two episodes of the show. Interesting. She doesn't feature on the Bachelorette's page on 10 Play. Right. The reason for that, I believe, is that 
all of these photos that we see of the women on the 10 play website that yeah. I'm looking at right now, yeah. the photos in particular were taken on the, uh, rose, like the cocktail party before the rose ceremony. Oh, they're all okay. wearing the outfits that they're wearing in the rose ceremony. Right. So she didn't make it that long. Apparently so you, you just don't, don't make the cut to be on the website. Fascinating. It's pretty wild. Imagine though, if it was a different picture. What do you mean? Oh, they just used like something from her something Instagram? Something that's on her Tinder or whatever. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. Just like totally. Yeah. She's wearing casual clothes. Or whatever. Yeah. 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 Um, that would be fun. It's her holding a giant fish. Yeah. <laughs> um, so normally, normally I'm very anti self elimination. Yeah. I just don't actually, I don't think it's a very smart strategy. Agree. Um, obviously she's got her reasons for doing it. I don't, I don't want to tell her she's wrong. Um, but yeah, it, it is interesting, particularly when there's two other batches on offer. Cause you would think that maybe part of the idea is that, um, you know, she's not getting along with him, but maybe another one would be better or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Obviously, you know, she's got her reasons. I was fine with this. Oh, I'm, I'm fine with it too. The other thing about it is that she's 21 years old. Yeah. At that age, she is either, and I wish I, I wish I knew this for sure. Yeah. She's either the very youngest or second youngest person to ever appear on Bachelor or Bachelorette in Australia. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other person who is 21 years old is also on this season. It's Yuri. That's right. Um, we mentioned her before. I, I don't know their birthdays at this point. Not so I yet. can't say with any... Well, that's true. Uh, <laughs> we might do some snooping around. Maybe. Um, someone might be able to let us know. I don't know. Um, but I'm, I'm also... Yeah, I'm thinking like that is actually quite surprising. You know, she's talking about how this rela- this uh, experience is not what she had in mind or yeah. not what she had prepared for and she's not maybe en- emotionally ready. And I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, that doesn't Hell really yeah. shock me. I'm thinking about who I was at 21 years of, of age. I wasn't even old enough to start this dumb Bachelor podcast. True. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Um, maybe certain 21-year-olds would be better equipped or whatever. But I'm like, I am kind of surprised that they cast 21-year-olds for this season at all. It's quite fascinating to me. Obviously, we have the youngest bachelor that we've ever had in yeah. Jed. Yeah. Um, so that means they have to change the dating pool a little bit, I guess. Yeah. But have we ever subjected a 21-year-old to this? Do we know what it does to their fragile young brains? Yeah. Developmentally, yeah. you know, they're still... <laughs> the f- the frontal cortex is still forming or whatever. That's I don't right. know. Like, I, I think that in this case, I applaud Ella because she was like, do you know what? I'm not emotionally ready for this. I love it. And that is so... So cool to me. And you know what? I'm talking a lot about how she's young, but I think that that displays an incredible level of maturity and growth. And um, to be able to say like, hey, listen, I'm going to get out while the getting's good. This is not for me. Yeah. Power to everybody else or whatever. So I have a lot of respect for that. Me too. Um, Felix grabs Tilly again. He wraps his jacket around her in a very batchy move. Uh, and in voiceover says, if you're going to step your foot in the mud, you may as well jump right in the puddle, which is not a phrase. <laughs> um, and she says, you know, he, he, this is his sort of, I guess meant to be his internal monologue. Like yeah, that. yeah. And she is sitting down with him and she says, tell me about your family. I don't think we got a chance to talk about our families before. And to which he says, I feel like we've got something else we've got to do. And then he grabs her face and starts making out with her. Felix is fucking horny. He's a huge horn dog. He is a horn dog. I think, and this is, you know, I want to let the guy uh, fly his freak flag. Yeah. But I also think there is a part of, there's a part of this behavior. Again, it's probably more towards 
what he does later. Yeah. He strikes me as a fuckboy in sheep's clothing. Yeah. And... 100%. I just... As much as I love that, and I'm very <laughs> sex positive, and I'm... You know, it's wonderful. Yeah. It's also just, like, not super bachelory. Totally. Don't you think? Yeah. I think that he's still the most bachelory of the three. Maybe. Um, I... I think Thomas might be, though. Thomas might be. It's just that we're getting we're getting distracted by his, like... Well, you know what? Actually, it's, it's funny, because it draws into focus what our definition of bachelory is. Yes. You know? Yeah. Because Thomas is behaving quite bachelorly. Yes. But also part of that is that he's very much there to like promote his brand and like sure. you know, is very self image focused and stuff. Maybe more so than the other two. Although well, I don't know. I don't know. Felix has like a TV presenting career, yeah. the whole thing. Like I just kind of think like for me, Felix is the one who his they're all believable. Felix is the one who I feel like is being manipulated by the show the least. Mm. And that is what I think makes him the best bachelor. Yeah. That is interesting. Yeah. Because sometimes it's really good when a bachelor is getting manipulated by the show a whole bunch. Absolutely. Right. And I love that because yeah. it is happening with uh, with Jed and with Thomas, I think. Mm. I think they're both getting like their strings pulled by the show. Mm. Felix is the absolute opposite and mm. it's chaos in a whole different way. Yeah. It's my preferred form of chaos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it is cleaner in a way, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it is emotionally obviously less clean for these women. Sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm okay with the idea that Felix is like, do you know what? I'm going to go out here. I'm going to kiss a bunch of women. I'm the bachelor. Yeah. I'm tall. I'm hot. And I'm conventionally bachelor-ish. You know what? I agree with you. I just don't like hearing it. Yeah. I don't like when he gets in ITM and he's like, I get to do whatever I want. Like that's the part where it turns. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we've done the, we've done the three separate strands. Everyone's had their nights. Yeah. And now we're, we're dovetailing and we're in the next day. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So we, 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 we spend a few moments with the three bachelors at the new batch pad, which is a place we haven't been yet. Um, we'll probably talk more about the batch pad as its many features come into play. Uh-huh. Um, but the main gist is that it's another big living space with a hot tub and a gym and like there's a there's a big pool and sure. you know, it's kind of crazy. Um, and the boys have separate rooms and I think the vibe might be that they can invite the women there like yeah. kind of whenever they want to be yeah. and talking about that. Uh, maybe at a certain point. But maybe also kind of just whenever they want to. Right, right. You hear Thomas sort of talking about like, I'd like to invite her back into my room. Right. Yeah. I think we're gonna see some fucking some sweets. Some fucking fucking. Yeah. Yeah. Um and we see the boys being boys. And this is the first time that I think we've really seen them just kind of hanging out. Um and they are laughing about the mayhem and havoc that they caused <laughs> at the cocktail party. And I think you know, they're, they're, I want to interrogate this a tiny bit because I think they're using each other to justify their barometers of, their, of each other. Yes. And they're, they're somewhat questionable behavior, right? Yeah. Um, Felix says, because we've gone on a blind date with every one of these girls, there's an attraction and chemistry with every single girl. Yeah. And I feel like that's him saying, like, so therefore, you know, if I have to kiss everyone, so obviously like, I want to make out. You yeah. guys would do the same thing. Like, there's, right. there's a lot of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, He's looking for validation. Yeah. So a quick sidebar, Felix is constantly, and I think much more so than either of the others, 
constantly calling the women girls. Yeah. Which uh, in itself is not necessarily extremely harmful, but I think maybe it's just another like smallish red flag of just like... It's interesting because like uh, Jed calls all the women darling, for example, which I don't like. Yeah, interesting. Maybe it's just triggering different responses. But girls is also infantilizing in a certain way. I also think that's just some classic bachelor shit. Yeah. You know, like referring to the group of women as the girls happens constantly. Yeah. But I don't know if it ever got any less icky for me. Yeah. I get it. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Back at the mansion, do we actually, do we call it a mansion? I guess it is a mansion. Wait, so where are we? Who who are we with at the moment? Well, we're with the women. Okay, it's the mansion. Yeah, this is like the mansion, but it's like... The manch? It's not your granddad's mansion. No. Anyway, back at my grandson's mansion, <laughs> Osha gathers the women to reveal another big twist. Mm. Group dates will be very different this yeah, year. Yeah, this is fascinating, isn't it? Isn't it? So only the women who are invited on the group date will be at risk of going home at the rose ceremony. So if you're not invited on the group date, you are safe at the next rose ceremony. But, but if you are, you, you could, be in, could be in hot water. Uh, this is... In my opinion, a fucking fantastic it's choice. It's so good. No matter how boring the actual activity on the group date is. Yes. And we watched a lot of these things. Yeah. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they fucking they suck. They're so bad. Yeah. But no matter what happens, there will always be genuine stakes. Absolutely. You will always yes. have a reason to actually pay attention to like... someone is going home at the end of Who's winning this. the touch footy or right. who's shooting more fucking arrows or whatever it is. Touch footy is the worst one of the lot of... Or no, bumper cars. Oh, yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, you know. They're all bad. You never get through a season without a couple of clunkers. Yeah, like we're going wakeboarding. Great. Couples wakeboarding. (laughs) I'm going to whip you off the back of this... The traditional thing is like if you do the best at it, that means you get... Or, you know, for whatever arbitrary reason they they pick you, you get to spend a bit of extra time. And that might lead to a rose or whatever. Or, you know, it's screen time or whatever. That's great. This is way smarter. This is so economical you know it's like uh it heightens it it means that you're not just paying attention to the outcome you're paying attention to everything that happens of course yes you want to know who the stragglers are in the same way and it matters more who the stragglers are exactly yeah Yeah. uh so that's going to be a really fun thing to watch going forward um it's a bit funny that right after osha drops this info on the women this is clearly news to them. Yeah. And I think they don't quite know how to respond immediately because, like, he starts revealing who has been picked to go on mm. the first group date. Mm. And as you would or as everyone always has, they are cheering when the names get called out and they're, like, celebrating and excited to be able to go on the group date. Yes. Even though, as we've just learned, it's actually kind of a bad thing. I'm in danger. You don't want to be in the group date because that means you're, like, in the bottom. Well, that's kind of the, and it's so fascinating, right? But then you look at what happens a little bit later with the women who are invited, yeah. And everyone has a different perspective, particularly one of the bachelors, on how this works, right? And also, there are some people in there who are definitely in the bottom. There are some people in there who are definitely in the top. Right, you're not exactly. really fooled by that. Yes, um, it might get more creative or a bit hard to tell as the season progresses. It's going to be really interesting. Mm. But I think like that's such a smart quality of life improvement for this show. It's a great great improvement um yeah it's fine i feel like they should all be like it's gasping so, so good. and like bursting into tears at the knowledge that they're being brought on this group date right you know? right they should be frightened yes uh so felix invites naomi abigail yuri mickey jessica 
Thomas invites Kiki, Jacinta, Marjorie, Marnie, and Leah. And Jed invites Angela, Jasmine, Bella, Caitlin, and Tash. All right. So it's episode two. We got a group date. Mm. You know what that means, right? Let's talk. It's not a fight. Where are the cameras? I don't Hang understand. Where's What's my boy? Where's, where's our boy? Where's Jamo? We need Jonathan Moran from the Daily Telegraph or whatever he does uh, now. News.com.au, maybe? Yeah. We need, yeah, this is so weird. I All mean, these la- related Murdoch properties. <laughs> last, last season, I made a jingle specifically Photo based... shoot group date on Bachelor. Yeah, where I, I specifically it. called out that it always happens in episode two. You might remember in episode two how this always happens. That may have been better than what I wrote. <laughs> Uh, it is J-Mo and y- women there too. This time, not so much. No, this what's time, happened here? And it's it's interesting because yeah. it's not we don't go anywhere. No, you know? no, it's, it's fascinating. Like, come around to our place, you know. It's it's like hang out at the batch pad group date group date at the. I mean, look, they've got a batch pad that has a fucking pool in it. Yeah, they want to use it for stuff. It's I'm got not a pool, mad. It's got a drum kit. It's got a pool table. All sorts of stuff going on. Yeah, the big but three. It is crazy that it's like normally it's like a very structured activity. Yeah, and here it's like. Let's do basically the cocktail party again, but somewhere else. It's fascinating that they have a thing that suits Felix, which is like he's big and muscular and he can show off his big muscles in the pool. Sure. They have a thing that suits Jed in that they have a pool table, which you'll often find at a pub where live music happens, and you also have a drum kit. They've brought a drum kit, yeah. What suits Thomas? I don't know, the chicks maybe? Mm. Maybe the powders in the bathroom? Where does he keep them? You I know? don't know. You reckon he's doing the isogenics while he's there, right? Definitely. He's ha- d- like he's on a fasting day yeah, one yeah, of yeah. these days, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, okay, so I will say that I have I have made it pretty clear at this point that I don't like any of the three bachelors. Yes. Uh, each of them represents a different type of despicable man to me. <laughs> um, and I think it's going to be an ordeal living with them several nights a week for this month. However, and this might sound oxymoronic, but yeah. what am I if not an oxymoron? Um, maybe just a regular one. Uh, I like that the show has made space for these three men to kind of just hang out and be themselves. Totally. There are a couple of instances. We talked about one earlier. There's another one here mm. in this episode where the beginning of this segment, the three guys are just at the batch pad, just waiting for the women to start arriving. Yeah. And instead of trimming this down, they have let us marinate in this a little bit yeah and they're like it's so funny they're like working out what cool positions that they're gonna be in when the women arrive or whatever so cool. i don't know if you've ever it's not exactly the same thing but like if you've ever shown up to a date early yeah and you're there and you're waiting for the other person to get there oh, choosing the table choose a table and like choose like what your body language position is gonna be oh, like interesting i don't know am i gonna order something you know get the table you know like I get it whatever it is like I get it you know yeah I think it's a very real thing. Mm. I think all these boys are doing it together. Mm. I think it's quite funny. Mm. I think this is maybe one of the better insights into uh, their actual personalities. Fully. Um, with the with the veneer sort of stripped away a little bit. Mm. Mm. Even though they're aware that they're being filmed or whatever. I just think that the um, the small amount of insecurity that that it takes to be like, oh well, I'm gonna I'm gonna be in the pool already. Yep. And so then they can come in and see me being in the pool and be like, oh, yeah. He's pool. in the pool. Like, just yeah. that thought process oh, and the fact that really they talk good, it through. It? Yeah, yeah. I really like that. Yeah, man. and like, that they talk it through with each other rather than a producer. Exactly. Even it's if not, ha- yeah. It's not an ITM. It's not, you know, they're not talking to somebody off camera. It's great. It's really good. Having uh, confidence in each other yeah. is sick. Yeah, and like that's what you want 
that's what we didn't get in as much. Or a li- we did get a little bit in the Ellie Becky um, duel late Yeah, the belly season. season. The, be- the belly season. It's quite yeah. good. Um, but yeah, Jed's like, I, so I'm going to be outside the pool and I'm going to, you know, be talking to the women there. And Felix can sit in the pool with his cool necklace on. He'll be <laughs> pumping weights, you know. It's really funny, I think. And it's funny whether you like them or not. Yes. You know? I agree. And it doesn't necessarily make you like them more or, or whatever. It's not, you know, it's not breaking my facade or whatever. Right. But it's just a bit of something nice. I don't want to say that I love them all. I love all three of these bachelors. For, like, all the reasons that I find them objectionable. Okay, that's interesting. Like, I wonder I'm if you'll still be so feeling that way. endeared mm. to each one of these because they are all so fallible. Yes. Look, I'm glad because I don't want to just be negative Nancy the podcast or whatever. Yeah. Um, we'll see. <laughs> we'll if, move on. We'll see which one of us is closer to the other one's uh, perspective by the time this season yes. wraps up. Yes. You know? Okay. Uh Anyway, more of this uh, quite good new score plays mm-hmm. as the uh, the 15 invited women march up the main drag and arrive at the penthouse. 27-year-old Bella Johnston, who we have not really talked about, um, ITM's her first impressions, saying, quote, there's a fucking pool inside? This is so cool. Yeah. Then I noticed that there's actually an oyster bar. There's three things I love in my life. Champagne, dick, and oysters. And all of it is in the room. She's great. Bella is so good. Killer ITM. Yeah. Bella is going to be great value. Uh-huh. Just quietly. Seems like a very chill hang. Oh, she, I looked Got at her. Got the spatula on, tattoo. Was that her too? Yeah, yeah. So I looked at her on Instagram and I was like, oh, she's cool. She's very sex positive. She does like some brand stuff for vibrators. Okay. Um, but like she lives in the inner west of Sydney. Uh, she like goes to a lot of the same pubs that you and I have gone oh, to. okay. Like Bella, come on the pod. Is yeah, basically yeah. what I'm saying. Um, so Felix keeps ITMing that he has to try really hard to be on his best behavior. This comes up. This is so funny. Over and over. I love him. He says, I don't regret kissing Tilly. I regret getting caught kissing Tilly. But I have a game plan to be more composed and uh, just make sure if there were any remnants of that player reputation that that'd go out the window. It's so good. It's funny. And of course, it really doesn't seem to be working. Um, Crystal, who had the paint dain, paint, paint dain, tape, taint paint. Ta- I hope the taint was not covered in Hard paint. Hard to say. Probably would have, hmm. honestly. Uh, Crystal says, oh, he's an absolute player. He loves the girls. Loves the girls. She's great. Yeah. Uh, and CJ, who is on Team Thomas, says, if Felix gave me a rose, I'd be like, no, thank you. Be <laughs> <laughs> um, like, where has this rose been? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Covered in paint, taint paint. <laughs> um, Felix ITMs, could I get carried away again? Yes. And then, Max, I don't know if you remember this specific mm. moment, but mm. I will never forget it. He says, could I get carried away again? Yes. And then he does the fucking Hannibal Lecter tongue thing. The yes. Little, like, it is phenomenal in so, how awful it is. Yeah. Max, you've been defending him a little more than me. Oh, yeah. I wonder if there's anything you can say that will make me not loathe this specific moment like it is so bad that it's good yeah that's what i'm saying to you i mean it's definitely it's so bad i'm with you on that good part. television yeah like this is so brutal it made me want to turn the tv on like 
oh, like I was just like, I can't believe that you have done that. Yeah. He has come in here with this man has come here with this whole game plan of like, I'm gonna be good. I'm gonna do this. And he's Everything is gonna to be fun. Image he's rehabilitation. Trying, he's talking about how people see him as a player. He knows what he should do, but he can't do it. <laughs> that is the most fascinating man yeah, to me. I guess yeah, it's the fallibility of, oh, of the human man personified. Like, yeah, know. like he's like, I know exactly what I need to do. But it's I'm fu- also it's funny saying to like, the camera, yeah. I'm revealing all of my manipulation. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Like. But like oh. you're seeing it in his actions, but it's it feels like a hat on a hat for him to then also like it's not part of it for him to not be able to resist the temptation of going <laughs> like that is just a whole other world. That's right? the part of it where he's revealing his manipulation to the camera, though. Right. Do you know what I mean? I like guess. this is the, the the triple duplicity, the triplicity <laughs> of Felix, right? Where he's on the one hand, like I know that my image needs to re- be rehabilitated, mm-hmm. and also the kind of girls that I think that I really want to date are Jessica and Abigail, mm. the people that he said that he's felt the strongest with, who yeah. are also arguably the women who have been presented as the most clean cut. Sure, at least like, directly horny towards him. At least directly horny, yes. Sure, um, I, other than Jessica, who said that the hips and the osteoarthritis yeah, thing, whatever. Yeah, anyway, yeah. so, right, there's that part of it. Then there's the part of it where he's like, also, I can't help myself. I'm a fucking horn dog. <laughs> Right, yeah, yeah. he's like Tilly. Let's go. Yeah. Naomi is the other woman that he kisses here. Uh huh. Fucking, I know that I shouldn't, and I know that I'm looking at everyone else. But let's go. Yeah, yeah. And then this is the part of him that turns to the camera <laughs> and says, "I don't care. Yeah, he's I like, don't listen. care. I know this. I know this. I don't. I know care. what you're thinking right now, but listen. He's so like he's yeah. so self-aware. Oh yeah, and true. So dumb at the same like. Yeah. Oh, There's it is something there. You're right. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that is so exciting to me. Hmm. So Jed has got a drum kit set up at the batch pad. Yeah, which you mentioned, which yep. is kind of funny to me because mm. like you could just not, right? Who on a in a penthouse in an open he penthouse? To, yeah, right. He has to share this fucking apartment building, no. or whatever it is. Crazy, no. uh, but why not? Um, look, it's like set dressing, basically. And yeah, they get some use out of it. It's one of the women who I could not possibly identify. Absolutely not. Sits down at the kit and tries to play like basic rock beat. Number she tries one, to do a blast know? beat. She's like, "Is this Meshuga?" Yeah, she, she jumps right into like yeah. tool. Um and Jed watches over her shoulder and then <laughs> it's it's too hard to tell if he is disapproving or what exactly is going through his head here. Uh I don't believe the best about this guy, so I have a feeling he's like much like how he was explaining what a paradiddle is or whatever, he's just like, Let me fucking show you. I think he wants to be impressive. Yes, well, yeah. that is definitely true. Because what he does is he takes the sticks and he starts to play the beat that she was playing, but properly. He's like, here's how it's actually done. Here's how you do it. And then he starts speeding up and speeding up. And then he does this big, noisy drum solo that makes everybody stop talking and turn around and look at him. If you're predisposed to like this guy... If you're one of the women in the room who's dating him, maybe this is a cool flex. I would find this so unattractive. This sucks. This sucks. To me, it's like the the loudest and most aggressive mansplanation I have ever seen or heard. <laughs> of being like, listen, babe, let me show you how to really how to slap rock. the tubs, you My know? God, slap the tubs. <laughs> um, we also watch him show Tash how to play pool. 
Yes. Um, but this is more, you know, this is more this like... Is standard batchy fare. Yeah. Of like, you know, oh, let me show you how to line me... up the shot. Oh, we're touching. Sort yep. of, you know. Um, uh, which leads to them having some separate alone time. Mm. Which leads to a very interesting discovery. I wonder if you've gone down the rabbit hole at all with this. Um, she mentions that her, quote, ex-fiance was in the limelight for quite a bit. And she reveals that she was, in fact, engaged to another bachelor. This was so fascinating to me. And you probably this saw this that and I went, thought, well, Xavier's going to look up who Xavier's going to absolutely look up who this is. Yeah. Did you? Do you know? No, I want to... Okay, can I make you're a gonna, guess? You're going to shit your pants. Is it Blake Garvey? It's not Blake Garvey. Oh, that's it's who I thought Blake it was. Okay. okay, let me... All right, let me give you a hint. Uh-huh. It's actually not going to help very much, but it's it's not quite true that she was engaged to another Bachelor. Oh. She was engaged to another person from The Bachelor. Oh, oh, okay. Or actually from The Bachelor. He was never the lead. Okay, so this person was never the lead. Can you give me a season? Yes. He's an interesting figure in his own right. He was on the first season of The Bachelorette with Sam Frost. Oh. Sasha? No. No, no. Not Richie? Not Richie. He was the runner-up on this season. He's a person who I know you have some fondness for. Who is it? His name is Michael D. Turnbull. No way! (laughs) Yeah. That's sick. (laughs) That is sick and twisted in the best way. Uh Uh-huh. Oh. I forgot that he was the runner-up. We should have known about Sam Frost because she took Michael D. Turnbull to the end. That's we should true. have known about Sam there was Frost. Something, yeah, there was something oh, going on there. there. was something there right until... So if anybody's listening for the first time or they haven't, you know, they don't know the, the full Turnbull lore, could you could you lay any of it down for us? Okay, so very... Michael D. Turnbull was like an amateur professional soccer player right? who was also a real estate agent. Yeah, yeah. And there was just something about him that was very skeevy from the start. You could tell that he was selling you something and Sam Frost bought all of it. Sure in her season of The Bachelorette and brought him all the way to the end. He then was in one or maybe two seasons of Bachelor in Paradise. I think maybe only one. Yeah. yeah. In which he may have dated Flo for a little while, Florence, um, and nothing really came of it for him. I don't think that he fell into any relationships. He's it was been that out of The Bachelor game for yeah, a while. He was sort of sussed out to be someone who was playing the field. But do you remember what he did outside of The Bachelor? We talked about it on the very early days of this podcast. Oh, uh, he was a real estate agent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in, in, in on his social media. Oh, tell me about tell me more about this. He was granting wishes. Oh my <laughs> this god. This was his big thing. Yes. This was so good. Yeah. Right, okay, okay, okay. So this is all coming back to me now. Yeah. He would basically be like I'm taking this family out to dinner because they've got a daughter who has cancer. And then he would post about it in the most like self-gratifying way on his Instagram. And he didn't work for... With his like 2015 filter. Yeah. And he he didn't... He wasn't officially employed by like, you know... Starlight Starlight or whatever. You know, whoever. And... Make a wish, whatever. He would... This was the other part of it. Yeah. He would like Google image search, make a wish. Yeah. And then just post that. Yeah, because he was like, of, this yeah. is what I'm doing. I'm making a I'm wish come granting true. wishes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, this Fascinating man. man. Fascinating man. And so this makes the Ursatz villain of this season, you know, as far as we know, Tash, all the more interesting. What, what wishes it? he granted for her? Well, <laughs> if it was a fairly short engagement. Yeah, the wish of separation. Yeah. Uh, so here's some background on Tash. At one point, 
Uh, Tash was signed up to appear as a contestant mm. on the 2019 season of Married at First Sight. Oh. But she pulled out at the last minute because things with Michael D. Turnbull were going so well. Oh. The two of them were engaged for two months in 2019 uh-huh. after a bit of an on-again, off-again relationship. Okay. Um, but then when they split up, both of them erased all record of each other from their respective social oh media pages. Oh, my God. Pretty juicy, right? All right. Like, okay, but that was a few years ago, okay. right? So yeah, you shouldn't yeah. assume there's anything untoward about, you know, no, 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 no. You know, she could be here for the right reasons, you know? You, you could argue that there's a bit of a pattern of behavior sure. between applying to go on Married at First Sight, being in a relationship with somebody from Bachelor, and now heading back to reality TV and pulling some really expert maneuvers some on expert, night one. Yes, yes, yes. But who knows? I reckon she's probably here for the right reasons. <laughs> okay, okay. I love Tash. She's so good. Tash She's is so, so good. fucking good. Tash is exactly what I need in my life right now. <laughs> uh, she tells Jed, quote, I'm just like so chill. Oh my God. <laughs> this was so good. I just love this. It's like just textbook entertaining bachelor personality. Love it. Of like, I'm going to, you know, and probably... Beneath the layers of artifice, she probably is so chill. 100%. But she's not playing a chill character. In no way is she chill. And the fact that she's just outright saying that, you know, uh, untruth right to the lead, it's just so fun. It's so really good. Jed ITMs, I need a confident girl that does not have an issue with me in the spotlight. And she's proved that she's been able to do that before. Because she was in a two-month... Oh, my God. With Michael Lee Turnbull, the she wish wasn't granted. on maths. No, 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 no. <sighs> I feel like that's a that's a generous reading of Tash, in my opinion. But again, it's just such good TV. I love this so much. Mm. I'm having a great time. Mm. Um, she says, "You play the drums really well, by the way. That was really hot. I was sitting there like, oh my god, take me now. Oh my god, not in that way, but." And then Jed says, "Oh." So do you, do you not want it in that way? Huh. And Tash goes, I didn't say that. Mm. And Jed then makes a joke about how he won't be able to stand up from the table that he's sitting at because he has a freaking boner. He's got one of those ones that, that Felix had in the previous episode. There are so many boners Double in Double bone. <laughs> I couldn't Incredible. We're two for two on bonus. Is there going to be another boner tomorrow night? Yeah, look, listeners, stay tuned for our bonus episode. <laughs> Patreon.com slash BOHpod. We said we weren't doing any bonus episodes <laughs> for the month of January. We could not be more wrong. Yeah, this is true. We're doing our bonus bonus episode. Right, the boners are on the main feed. <laughs> Getting horny on main. Uh, anyway, if the extreme amounts of foreshadowing did not tip you off, it is time for Felix to break his own rules oh and God. make out with another woman at the pool party. I think you mentioned before, it's time for Naomi's turn. We haven't learned very much about Naomi yet. Nothing. And in fact, we don't learn anything about Nothing her now. Nothing at all. We there learned are, that Felix thinks that she's hard. Yes, there are some very porny, horny and porny yeah. <laughs> slow-mo shots of her in a bikini as she's like getting into her out of the pool or whatever. Sure, yeah, yeah. And like not much else, you no, know? No, this is kind of it. Like she's there for to be objectified she, and that sucks, yeah. but uh, I don't know. Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it is like, I want to give it some leeway in the sense that like there are literally so many women that, that like even on a regular season, there are too many women for us to actually learn yeah, about all yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And here it's like to the ludicrous degree or whatever, but also 
if you are going to completely ignore the personalities of these women, yeah. don't like you know exploitatively like linger on their fucking breasts and stuff. And this is yeah, this is what I mean when I say that she's there to be objectified. I don't mean it in the sense that she's put herself there to be objectified. No, I mean no, the no, no, show no. has cast her because she looks a certain way. Right. Um, so episode one, I think I mentioned that I thought that Jed was getting kind of a bachelor villain edit, yes, which is kind of a fun new thing. Yeah. Um, here, I think it definitely is, is switching Felix. to Felix. Yeah. And Felix is like, I fucking, I'm too horny for my own good. Yeah. I yeah. Touch yeah. All these titties, you know, like, yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think he actually said, I've got to touch all these gonna titties. I'm going to make you a boner you can't refuse. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, but I like the dynamic mm. that the show is not pretending that the leads are perfect. Yes, exactly. This because is what so we've been often, saying for so long. You know, we the first season we did of this show, we we're talking about Richie Strawn, who was somebody that we found interesting and had little quirks and mannerisms and stuff that all got, you know, on, on his season of Bachelorette. And yep. then by the time it was time for him to don the suit and be the big boy. They ironed him. They, they sanded all the rough yep. corners off him and he just became the most boring, one yeah, of the more so boring bachelors we've ever had. Flat. Yes, yes. And part of that is, you know, it's, it's the construction of the show. It's the pitch, you know, uh-huh. is we are going to present to you a... A hunk, yes, who is the most fucking like the best. You know, he's, he's a the most man. eligible man in the country. Right, he's so hot, but also he's like good and yeah. sweet and good natured, yeah. and you know has all. We these... can't possibly imagine that our bachelor might be a bad guy, right? Yeah, and you know, Jimmy Nicholson was was kind of presented in that same image right, exactly. of just like this is a man who is squeaky clean, pretty much. These men have all a fatal flaw. Boring? Oh, you're just saying that all men have a fatal flaw. No, no, is... no. I'm saying these three bachelors yeah. have each oh, have a fatal flaw. Oh, the three bachelors of the bachelors. Yes. Of course. Yeah, they're flawed. so good. Right. It makes it more interesting as much as it does feel less like what the uh, hypothetical ideal of the bachelor is. Yes. Yes. You can't keep making that same show over oh, and over yeah, and over yeah. again. So, you know, this show is trying to be different and I think they have achieved that even though, well, not even though, like because these men kind of suck and I don't really like them. The show knows that I don't really like them instead of pre- pretending that I love all of them. You right, know? exactly. The, 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 the leads are perfect. and So now instead of seething because you go, oh, Jimmy, like could you be more boring right. and having nothing to counterbalance it? Yeah. Now the level of interest with yeah. Felix, with Jed, with Thomas is like all the way up here. It gives you space to dislike them and still like the show, you know? And love disliking them or whatever, you know, right. like, yeah. All right. So that's pretty much, I mean, that's pretty much all that happens on the road. So, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, on the group date, we don't get like an extra time. There's no real like cap ending. No. Nope. Um, but as we lead into the rose ceremony, free spirited dog mom, Lou, mm. AKA Alicia Belbowen, um, not the Italian stallion, Rocky Belbowen, uh, <laughs> 31 year old marketing manager from Tweed Heads. Near where I grew up in Moolumbar. Mm-hmm. Shout out. Um, she is narrating as the group date participants rejoin the other women. And she says, quote, this is cutthroat. This is savage. But you know what? I think the whole thing, I'm going to say this whole entire series is like, it's a lot. It really is a lot. There is absolutely nothing that you can say to me to convince me that this is not a specific reference to Abby Chatfield's podcast. Yes. 
Like the way that she starts speaking and then backs her sentence up and rephrases it so that she can specifically say it's a lot. Yes. And like, obviously Abby Chatfield is a huge figure in the Batchy world and, and her mm-hmm. podcast is massive and there's no way that these people have not listened to it in preparation for uh-huh. going on this show. Uh-huh. But I'm telling you, Max, if there's any justice in this world, we are mere days from hearing somebody say Bachelor of Hearts on this TV show. <laughs> at least, uh, at least before it gets cancelled. Okay, yeah, you know? all right, yeah. Someone, and if you're listening to this right now... And your name happens to be Osher Ginsburg. <laughs> well, I guess, like, if you're listening to this right now, it's probably too late. Thank Unless you, they do another season. Yeah. Or if you're in the editing team or something, you know, and you could sprinkle it in somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe just, like, over, our, over a blurred out half rubber vagina. <laughs> Just Bachelor of Hearts would be really good. That'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah. We should start selling those, actually. <laughs> good. Good merch. Uh, anyway, we're at the rose ceremony. And interestingly enough, the ladies who weren't at the group date are sitting down on a comfy sofa in the adjoining room. And they're safe in the knowledge that they're not being sent home. Mm. They don't have to worry about it. It's great. We have a peanut gallery for the first yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. And I think uh, Osher has talked about how... Um, you know, the, the the running commentary as the rose ceremonies are happening where you get like people's ITMs or, or voiceover of being like, oh, I hope what I said to the date was enough or whatever. Yeah. There's going to be more of that that's actually shot in the room. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you're getting both the people who weren't there kind of going like, oh, she didn't do very well on right. the shot put or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, and, then shot put. and you're also getting like, yeah, the ball was too heavy, but yeah, I hope he's yeah. still, you know. And even this time you get a little I'd bit of like. grabbing his javelin or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, his paintbrush. Um, even this time, you get a little bit of like, "Fuck, he looks really hot today." Like, yeah. there's, there's some of that, and I'm like, "Oh, that's fun. It's way better." Yeah. yeah, it's like live, and you can feel the energy. You know, um, obviously not live. Um, live enough would be incredible if they aired this yeah. live, and we still managed to get a podcast out the same night. Hell yeah! Um, and Asha stresses that quote as always. You can choose whether or not you will accept a rose, but this season with three bachelors, that doesn't mean you'll immediately leave the mansion. You may not want one bachelor's rose in the hope that one of the others will be the one to offer, but that is a risk that you'll have to take. Mm. This is tantalizing. This is tantalizing. I can't wait till it happens once this Un- season. Unfortunately, yeah, it's, it's not happened this time and it might happen, I'm going to say charitably two times. I would adore it to happen twice. There's no way it happens zero times, Yeah, but I wouldn't get my hopes mm. up. Uh, but you know, this is going to be fun. The messier, the better. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this is the reason that you have three bachelors is to do mm. shit like this. Mm. So three women are going to be sent home tonight and the bachelors trade off one by one with their roses, which unfortunately means that I cannot speed through this section. Um, I probably can't even do a poker rap, unfortunately. If mm-hmm. anybody's used to hearing that, I apologize. Felix picks Jessica. Thomas picks Kiki. Jed picks Bella. Felix picks Naomi. Thomas picks Marjorie. Jed picks Tash. Felix picks Abigail. Thomas picks Marnie. Jed picks Angela. Felix picks Yuri. Thomas picks Leah. And finally, Jed picks Jasmine. Any questions? <laughs> Does anybody have any better way for me to do that in the future? Please <laughs> yeah, dude, please be in touch. Uh, so it is farewell to Mickey, Caitlin, and Jacinta. Did we learn anything about any of these women? Not particularly. But that's just how the cookie crumbles. At this point, yeah, we've got 27. Three down, 27 to go, baby. Right. And as Tash ITMs, it's a game of Survivor. (laughs) That is not true. (laughs) Unfortunately. It's crazy how good she is at being on The Bachelor for somebody who is not aware she's on The Bachelor. She's, yeah. 
she's doing really, really well. Right. And so uh, we get the little next time, and it looks like Tash is going to break the news that one of the women is in an open relationship. It's <gasps> Jessica. We'll talk about it. It's coming up tomorrow. We're going to put out that episode as quickly as we can. Yes, please. That's it for that recap. Yeah. Do we want to really briefly talk about people's Instagram followers and like where they are at the start of the season? Let's get, why don't we do like a top three and a bottom three, something okay. like that. Yeah. Who's and then we'll talk about our front runners. Yes. Maybe we'll do threes for those two. Yes. I think top threes and bottom threes is the way to go. So who are this season's three most followed entering the season? Well, let's talk about the bachelors first. Mm-hmm. Jed is the most followed. And in fact, he's the most followed overall. He's got, uh, at the time of recording, 13,267 followers. Okay. Which, by the way, is not a huge amount in the like, grand scheme. And in fact, I can tell you where he sits on the master Instagram list of everyone who has ever appeared on The Bachelor or okay. Bachelorette, um, which is a thing that I updated today and <laughs> is a thing that normal, uh, mentally healthy people do all the time. <laughs> um, he is sitting at 137 overall oh, out God. of... Let's what are you see. thinking? 300? 360-ish. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, Yikes. So nothing crazy, but that is the highest uh, entering the show. Mm-hmm. Um, followed by Thomas Malucelli, of course, a man with a sizable business and yes. a network of Network followers. is a key word yeah. for this man. Uh, so he's got 11,103. And then in the rear is Felix Von Hoff, whose international basketball success has netted him, netted, that's funny. It's good. Um, 6,373 followers. Okay. It's kind of kind of mid. Uh, he's like in the top third of the pack from this season overall. All right. Um, but yeah, so the, in, the, in the lead of the contestants, we have Marnie Klippelt. Marnie Klippelt. Who, of course. Is one of Thomas's women. Max Quinn. <laughs> nice. Uh, and then we have Alicia Delaney. Ale- Alessia? Jed's Alessia. That's right. Uh, who? Oh, did I say? Sorry, Marnie has got 11,498 okay. followers at, right at the moment. Alessia Delaney um, is next with 11,012. Okay. Followed by Natasha Tash Zwanetti. Oh, yes. Tash. Uh, who is our possible villain and someone with a very interesting backstory who has just under 10,000, uh, 9,761. Of course, these things are all set to move. Um, but Definitely. Yes. But that's where they stand at the start of the season. What about at the, b- the bottom end? At the very bottom. I'm sorry to these three people who are being outed for being unlikable on Uh-oh. the web. Um, no, I'm sure they're all great. Uh, we have Alicia Lou oh, yes. Bowen, uh, who has 340 followers. Kristen Kiki! Oh, Kiki. No last name, as far as I'm aware. Uh-huh. May come out at some point. Uh, has 290. That seems insane. Uh, and then Abigail Harley. Cat Abigail, Felix's bachelorette. That's right. Yes. She only has 189. Wow. Yeah. Um, Cute. A few people eliminated this week are sort of in the middle. Okay. You know. Cool. Ella's got 2,748. Ella, we wish you well. Um, you escaped. Hope you find a fella. Yeah. Yeah. Or someone else. Someone else. Um, and if you ever feel like tealing us what's going on, <laughs> come on the pod. Uh, we have Caitlin Perry, who was also eliminated, has 1268. Mickey Silberbatch. 
She has been given not even the bronze. No, nope. I don't know. Yeah, um, with 1243 and Jacinta Daher. Um, Daher. Daher. Her followers aren't that high. That's uh, why she's not getting. <laughs> All right. Well, look. 581. Whatever. 581. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that covers off our social media statistics. Yes. Let's so talk finally, about winner picks. That's right. Okay. So Who, I, I have got front runners for each of the fellas. Yeah. Let's do that. Who's your front runner? Why don't you start with this? Well, actually, let's do it one at a time. One batch at a time. Yes. Yeah. Who is your front runner for Jed? Okay. My top pick for Jed is Angela. You think Angela? Yep. Okay. Going with Angela. My front runner for Jed is Alessia. Alessia is my number two for Jed. I yeah. would say Angela is my number two. Yeah. And then Jasmine, I think, is my number three Me too. for Jed. Yeah. Yep. Okay. We're all in there. I mean, these are, it's two episodes. Yeah. And uh, these are basically the only people that we can remember right. at this point. Um, hopefully that becomes less true as time goes on. Um, what about Felix? So my number one for Felix is... I think it's Abigail. Yeah, right. Abigail's my number two. Funny mm-hmm. that. Uh, my number one is Tilly. I think Tilly is really promising as well. I'm going to say that she's my number two. Uh huh. And then I had Crystal for number three. Me too. For Felix. Yeah. Because they want to touch each they other's do bottoms. Um, or whatever. I don't Butt know. Butt touch. Yeah. Uh, and then Thomas. What do you think about Thomas? Okay. I'm- Thomas's number one for me was uh, Leah and then Kiki. Okay. Okay. That's funny because I had Kiki at number one. Yep. But Leah was my number three. Oh, who have you got a number two for Thomas? Because um, I think Leah, you know, will get to the top three or four. But uh-huh. I, I think maybe the stage five clinger thing might come into effect. Okay. I hate to say that. It's mm. yucky. Uh, my number two, though, is Marnie. Oh, she's my number three. Interesting. Yeah. Because mm. I think he is going to bring her, as we said, he's going to bring her along until he finds out about the kids. And then he's going to find out how best to dispose of mm. her. Mm. I also hate saying that, but it's just, we've seen a lot of this it show and this is kind of what happens. Happen. Yeah. yeah. I would love to be surprised as I was by these first two episodes yes. of this show. Yes. Truly two very good episodes. Another episode of questionable quality. We don't know. Well, listener, you're Tomorrow going night. to be surprised by another episode of the Bachelor of Hearts podcast coming as soon as we can get it out. Yes. It's going to be an uphill battle. We've got busy Januaries already, you know? So much to come here on the BOH pod. So many episodes this month of The Bachelor. I'm Personal what are they? I haven't been this excited about this show. I mean, obviously, it hasn't been on the air for a while. But I know, like, I know. Well, and actually, the last season was Brooks, which arguably was, was more exciting, but still. This is a great new pivot for the show. I am fascinated and excited and really looking forward to We're in a really good space right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, listeners, thank you so much for sticking it out with us, for it's listening to another so app. Uh, I hope you, you enjoyed are it. You're so welcome. Hope you got something worthwhile it's been out of it. So, so good. <laughs> Stop it. Tom, let's get out of here. Shoo. Um, Look, I don't know that there's too much to say other than we'll see you say. in a couple of episodes. Thank ba- you. Patreon.com slash BOH pod if you want to join for $5 a month. Find us on social media. Let us know what you think of these episodes. Yes. Uh, we'll be live tweeting. Um, fuck. I'm so much to I'm say. Up. And we want to, like, this is a great chance. Not in a gross way, but in like a fun way to like grow the community. And yeah, yeah, yeah. As you can tell by this point, we are very invested in this shit. Mm-hmm. And we want to talk to other freaks who have the same brain poisoning 100%. we do. You know? If you think that you have worms, yeah, this is the time for you to get in touch with us. Right, because we've got some tablets we that are really going to sure help do. with that. Yes. If you have a batchy loving mate, 
flick in the pot, you know, oh, yeah. all that all good the stuff. things, yeah. all the good things. Um, thank you, you are so good to us. Uh, we treasure every moment that we get to spend with you, even though it's just us two in here right now. That's all that it is. I don't know. We're getting a Till bit more physical. <laughs> listener, listener, we love, we love you. you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Ears. From the first moment you entered my life, just one hope.